Hello. Yay. <laughs> Welcome yay. to the approach. No, no yay, actually. No yay. <laughs> yeah. What did what did you just show me? Because that was first I, of all, I, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh first of all, I, I was shocked that you didn't hear about it. And I'm I was actually kind of jealous. Um, but yeah, Kanye West went off went off like he went crazy i mean he was already kind of going off but he said some crazy anti-semitic bullshit and uh yeah i'm speechless you're speechless i think everyone's really exhausted from him and uh we just i don't know it's it's kind of like it's really hard because we're all listening to his music and and we love his music and we're trying to separate the artist from the music, but it's it's getting really difficult and really exhausting. And and I feel myself giving up. But I'm that's the thing that I I'm I'm having a struggle with is like I I still am listening to his music, you know I'm still listening to like his old stuff. And but it's just like while I'm listening to it now, there's like this sadness. There's this like deep deep sadness. Um, but yeah, what are how are you feeling after watching that clip? very annoyed but also um and this is going to sound crazy i'm a little bit excited because he's going to exhaust society so much with his bs that maybe outrage marketing and um going to the extreme may come to an end like that outrage stuff that we're so used to at this point, I mean, it became big in what to 2009 or something when Obama was inaugurated outrage, uh, marketing and outrage, like, um, expression, mm-hmm. um, going to an extreme. So hopefully this, like, because we're just collectively exhausted, we don't like Kanye will say anything to make a headline, I don't think you can get worse than I love Hitler and that he had some good qualities and that not all Nazis were bad people. Like, I don't know what comes, what's worse than that. It's so weird. Cause I was shocked when he was running for president, <laughs> you know, like I, that was shocking to me. Um, and I mean, the whole Kanye, Kim, Pete Davidson, I didn't really give a fuck about that. That was just funny. But like, this is extreme. And honestly, I don't know. Maybe there is something worse. I have no idea. But like my brain can't think of anything, but he's creative. I think he could think of something crazy. But I, I do think we're going to be so exhausted that if if we hear another crazy thing coming out of his mouth, I don't think any of us could take it seriously. The only thing we would be taking seriously is this guy needs help and we need to put him in an institution. Um, but it's just, it's just terrifying that someone with, with so much reach um, can, you know, send a message like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm, again, I just watched it. So I, I saw the headline and I was like, okay. But then to hear him actually say the words and to like hear his tone mm-hmm. um, and to hear, like he doesn't even articulate why he believes this. So I don't believe it's a true belief of his. Um, 
at least with the clip that I saw, it doesn't seem like he really goes into any detail and it's all about shock value. And it doesn't surprise me that he's got to go to somebody super extreme and how much lower can you go than Alex Jones, you know, to, to, to say something like this, he could never do this on a Pierce Morgan or well, somebody with not, any actual clout. Well, he's actually done that. He actually did do that. Like this is the last one that's come out, but he was actually posting tweets that are super anti-Semitic. And then he got on a bunch of podcasts where people were trying to understand why he would say something like that. I'd recommend watching the Lex Fridman pod podcast I with did. Kanye West. That one was fantastic. That one was it great because he, he was like really, you know, he was approaching it with empathy and trying to actually understand why he's going in that direction. And he was calling him out. He was saying like, if you have a problem with a guy, say his name, have the balls to say his name. Don't start calling like attacking a whole race and a whole like a, a whole group of people. Um, so this is just like an escalation of that. And honestly, like I'm not a fan of Alex Jones, but like everyone is like looking at this and Alex looks sane. Like he looks like he's He's the voice of sanity in that situation. And if, if anything, this might be good for Alex because <laughs> it might be scary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, like I hope nobody gets redeemed in this because anybody who participated in this whole interview, they're disgusting. I'm glad Alex had, has at least some sense. I didn't realize that Alex Jones was more sane than Kanye. Like, that's crazy to me that somebody who literally made their career off of terrorizing the families of of children who were lost in a great tragedy mm -hmm. um, is has more sanity than one of the greatest artists of the early 2000s and 2010s. Like, that's yeah crazy to me. I'm going to say something. I actually don't know much about Alex Jones at all. Like I, I, I've seen random clips of him saying crazy stuff, but I don't remember what they were. Um, but can you expand on that? Cause I actually, I don't know any of that info. Sure. So do you know about the tragedy at Sandy hook elementary? No, but I'm assuming it's a school shooting. It's a school shooting, uh, elementary school. Mm -hmm. Um, very small children um, here. I want to get the accuracy right um, because it deserves that. Um, so, you know, obviously these children were young. It, there were 27 um, victims that were killed in this, um, including the teachers. Mm -hmm. um, and it was uh, one of those moments that, I mean, all school shootings are, are terrible and, you know, we always are just disgusted right after they happen. But this was one of those ones where it's like, well, this is the perfect time to do something. This is the perfect time to uh, create legislation that protects children going forward. And nothing mm -hmm. happened um, as usual, because there's a lot of bureaucracy here in the U.S. about gun laws and whatnot. But um, Alex Jones took the opportunity to create um, rumors on his um, podcast Infowars that the tragedy never happened, that it was fake and it was made up. 
and that um, these kids were actors and that, you know, like the parents and the families of, of these children were actors. And he went on this tirade for many years, many, many, many years. So the families finally got the gut to sue him. And I believe the, the, uh, the number that came out that he owes them a C. I know it's a big number. It's like ridiculous. Jones settlement or. We got to get ourselves a Jesse, someone to Google. I know. For us. <laughs> I, it could be Marlena, honestly. Oh, wow. I've, uh, she's been listening to every single podcast, by the way. Oh, wow. I know. She's like, oh, yeah, I've been listening to it since day one. And I'm like, what? All of them. And she listens. <laughs> Marlena, you are our favorite fan. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think that he's he has to pay over a billion dollars. I think it's one point five billion in um, in damages. Oh, wow. To the families. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. I've never seen uh, a damages or a. um a a lawsuit one in that amount before I've never seen a lawsuit that big. So this might be one of the, especially for punitive damages and, um, you know, basically lying. Uh, so I thought it would teach him a lesson, but he's still like, he obviously still needs money. So he's got to pay this, Yeah. but I know he filed for bankruptcy. Um, yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Um, I cannot still believe that the man who spread these disgusting lies is somehow a tiny bit more sane than Kanye West. Yeah, that's. And I, I I'm like, well, where yeah. does Kanye go from here? Because mm-hmm. he's untouchable. Nobody can work with him. I personally like I used to love working out to his music because like, man, college graduation. Um, the college squad dropout, like all of those albums were amazing to work out to, you know, <laughs> I just like you 808 and- heartbreak when I'm depressed, 808 heartbreak. That's no, you, d- you liked um that uh, one song that we used to sing in the car. Um, Wait till I get my money. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, no, no, I, I like, I like all those, but like my favorite album was 808 heartbreak. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. But, you know, I I haven't been listening to him. Oh, God, Mm -hmm. probably since the first round of anti-Semitism came out, because it just doesn't like you just get a bad taste in your like for me personally, I can't it, it maybe it will subside later. But once I see that there's so much like, ugh, like disgust with a person. Yeah, to me it feels separate in a sense, but but like because it was like to that con like the old Kanye <laughs> seems different than the new Kanye. Um, right. But like when I am listening to his music, there is this like sadness, like this nostalgia um, element now that wasn't there literally a month ago. Like, right. I don't even know, like, like a few months ago, but um. Yeah, I, I I've been listening to mostly like lo-fi music on um on YouTube and it's just like random mixes and his song popped up. Yes, like one of his songs remixed popped up and I got so sad. I was like, 
Yeah, you feel something. You, I mean, he was never like a huge hero of mine. Um, just, like I said, it was real transactional. He's he makes great workout music. It keeps you motivated. It's kind of egocentric. So you know, it's just <laughs> that's the kind of music I prefer to work out yeah. to. Um, and it's it's mindless at the same time. So his, his the way his music is constructed with the the mixing of you know old school and new school um just made it easy to work out to and now i have to not that i have to there are several other artists i'd rather work out to i'll just say that much but that being said kanye do you believe that he should be like uh, uh, involuntarily um admitted into some type of mental institution It's a hard, it's a hard question because I don't know how helpful those mental institutions are. Um, right. But I think something needs to be done. I think he needs to be. I I I want his like microphone to be like Taylor Swift needs to go come up there and take his mic. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh, and by the way, all the Kanye West um, groups that were fans of him are now Taylor Swift fan groups. Like oh, I, I saw. <laughs> I saw that. It's so funny, but um, I was wondering what was happening, but I but I knew that there was some stuff out there about Kanye. So I mean, I would lean in yes, but it's not a it's not a comfortable yes because I I don't um like I wish there were people around him, you know that he that he could actually trust, but I don't I I can't even imagine him having any people around him that he can trust. Um, so it's, it's, it's honestly really sad. Do you think that he's in a position where he's, you know, he's essentially had, um, what is the, what is that called? Um, the Icarus rise, you know, like he, he fought his way to the top. Everybody was like really, really impressed. Like, man, this man made himself into something. I don't know if you got to see his documentary genius, but yeah, I saw it. Yeah. It was excellent. I mean, yeah. it was really well done. I got, I mean, it made you fall back in love with Kanye, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's why this hurts even more. Right. Yeah. Because we were all like, man, I'm rooting for you. And then he starts his, his stuff. Like he can't mm -hmm. stand being at a certain place. He's always got to be moving. And I wonder like, how do you get, cause I've never been there and I, I don't, Honestly, I don't know if I'd ever be comfortable being there as a public figure, getting so high that you can't trust anybody and you feel like everybody's already after you. The one person he did trust died pretty young and uh, young in his life. So, mm -hmm. and, you know, just for, just to make it easier, you know, like I look at somebody like Kim Kardashian, who he married, um, and I think about like who would marry someone like this. Obviously, several people have married her. I and I don't want to like talk sh shit about her, but <laughs> I do want to say like for to be attracted to somebody like that and see her as wife material, I think it says a lot about like 
what you find. Like, I don't, I don't see her as a soul fulfilling person. Like I don't see her taking care of him emotionally. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking about the, the clip where they're talking about like his swimming pool, like how he got a swimming pool. And she's like, yeah, I've never swam in it. And she's like, we don't have a hot tub though. He's like, we don't have a hot tub though. And like that. <laughs> I'm getting sad again because that's like that was a funny clip. That was a funny. <laughs> I never even saw that clip, but all <laughs> I know is that, like, I'm not saying that it's not possible that Kim has no soul. I'm sure she probably has a soul, but she has made her billions because I b- believe she is a billionaire mm-hmm. off of being this kind of vapid public image mm-hmm. um, that. <laughs> doesn't ooze a lot of emotional intelligence or empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though like, you know, there have been clips of her this, that I've seen that where she's like a good person. Um, I, I feel like, especially in a marriage, like you're like taking care of each other's souls. And I just do not see that possibly happening with those well, two. I, I think um I think some people look for that in relationships. Not everyone. Yeah, I know. I'm that weirdo. That's like, I want, you're not weird. I think, I think most people would like a relationship where the other person would see their soul, see their substance and actually, um, you know, have their best interests, like all this, all this stuff. But there's some people that just want to be taken care of. Right. There's certain people that, uh, just want to have that trophy wife and just want to look good to the general public. And um, Kanye's weird because to me, I, it's not that it feels like he doesn't really care how he looks to the general public. He just wants all eyes on him constantly. And if the eyes aren't on him, it's like it's like when your mother's not paying any attention to, to you. It's like we replaced his mother in a sense. Mm. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what it is. I have no idea. But it's like there's not enough love in the universe for him. No. Like and he's this vapid hole. You could see like in in that documentary too that he was a little crazy, but like the crazy kind of worked for him in a sense because it pushed him. He had this drive, but his mom like really toned down the crazy and brought up the shine, like brought up right. that star. So she was like the best mother in the world, though. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I would like her to adopt me. <laughs> she was uh, had, she definitely had a beautiful soul. Um, and, she, you know, it was I love the clip where she was able to talk like to reach him and say, mm-hmm. I don't like when you're doing this. Like, I'm really not a fan of you doing, you know, there's something he said. She's like, and I'm worried about this becoming basically what he's become now. Mm-hmm. And so she was always giving forewarning, but it was never like in a, in a judgmental tone. It was like, yeah. I love you and I want the best for you. Yeah. So it, it's, you can tell there's that void that he's never filled. Um, I know he was in therapy at one point and he's not in therapy anymore. And he's not probably not on his meds right now. And if he mm-hmm. is on his meds, they're probably out of whack and need to be updated clearly. But yeah. I, I'm just, I feel like his ego reminds me of someone who felt like they were too smart for therapy. Like they were going to outsmart 
their therapist all the time. And so they wouldn't go to therapy. And I wish he would really reconsider, especially because he has children. He's got four kids. I wonder how much, how many therapists are like eager to work with him though. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be. <laughs> I, I Well, no, like, think about it. Like if you're a therapist and you want to boost your career, this is like, a, like I'm going to save Kanye. <laughs> like, yeah, that, like, but think about it. like, I'm not saying you, you're, it's not your job. I'm just saying there's, uh, there's definitely therapists out there that want to work with him and want to help him. But even then, is that like coming from a good place or just coming from wanting fame? And it just kind of feeds more into the the he doesn't have anybody that he I can think if trust. if you're if you're skilled enough to go after this, you should. I mean, and I I say that even if they want fame, like if you want fame and you think you can handle this job because it is a, obviously a big job, uh, please document it so that we can watch because we will definitely watch. <laughs> Imagine like couples therapy, Kanye edition, but Kanye solo. Well, I don't know if you ever saw that interview from a few years back. It was with uh, Charlemagne the God. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure if I did. Okay, yeah. So it's it's kind of pretty much um, the relaxed. I'm your friend uh, version of uh, of an interview, and he's just talking to him and getting him to talk about his inner thoughts and feelings. I would like to see somebody actually put Kanye to work uh, mm. socially and emotionally. Like I, w- I would like to see someone really challenge him because of course, nobody's going to challenge him when he says, I like Hitler. And I think that not all Nazis were bad people um, because it's so shocking that that's where you stop. I mean, I was shocked. Like I, like my mm. mouth and brain didn't move as you were showing me the clip. I was like, what did yeah. he just say? Mm-hmm. But the right person, the right therapist, the right uh, psych, what is this? Psychologist. They can, they can get to them. Like they, yeah. they're skilled in that. They're used to dealing with people who have extreme thoughts and views. Well, there, there are some people though, that they will have as clients that never change like that. They, mm-hmm. that they will, they're just there to keep spewing their bullshit. Um, there's a guy on TikTok and he, um, he's a diagnosed narcissist and he's been in therapy for three, three years. And I follow him and he constantly talks about his journey and his mm. wife, basically like the reason he got into therapy in the first place is because his wife was like, you're a narcissist and I can't be married to you anymore. And she's like, the only way this is going to work is if you go get help some part of him agreed with her and decided to go get therapy. And so he started learning about himself and it is one of the most interesting journeys I've ever seen because he literally calls himself out. He's like, Oh yeah, my tendency is to do this. My tendency is to do that. And, Mm. um, it's so educational. It's very educational and, um, how to navigate, I highly recommend. I wish I could remember his name, but just look for narcissist on TikTok. <laughs> Send it to me. <laughs> and yeah. you'll find him. Yeah, he's he's really interesting. But I would love to see. I mean, this is very selfish, but I would love to see Kanye transfer yeah. in that way where he becomes self-aware. 
Okay, so this is this is reminding me a little bit about like when I get a client, um, and this is probably my biggest pet peeve. Is what I have so many of these pet peeves. Uh, when a client says to me like, "Hey, like I'm dating the eights and nines, but I want to date the tens, <laughs> right?" And then I'm like looking at this guy, and he's like a very successful guy, right? And he's dating like tens, like whatever the fuck, like socially and social standards, you know, they may be a, a ten. But like those guys are the hardest to coach because they already come with like a set of opinions. And um, even as a coach, it's hard to get through to them. It's hard for like there are moments where I'm like, I know I can't communicate this to him right now because he will not it won't sink in. And I have to like wait for him to kind of like break down in certain senses, like in certain parts so that I can insert my my wisdom. (laughs) But uh yeah, like Kanye kind of reminds me of that. It's like someone who's just so successful that he's not willing to listen to other people's blueprint because like, look at you, your blueprint didn't get you this far. Fuck you. Why would I listen to you? Like something that I I, I think to myself is like never take someone's opinion you wouldn't switch places with, but that's specific to the skill itself. Spe- that not everything, right? Like for example, if I have a friend who's doing financially better in finances, I might take his opinion seriously. But if his relationships are shit, I'm not going to take his opinions on relationships, right? But I think Kanye puts it all together and he's like, I am the greatest and you guys are all beneath me. So I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah. Um, I wonder if someone um, like Kanye I hate to say this like this, but <laughs> I wonder if he's too far gone in a way. Like he's been living at that the top where his he's like overstimulated some part of his like being and the only way for him to get that hit, you know, that that dopamine is to say crazy stuff. I honestly I, think that might be the case. Um you like see it in different ends too. Like you see it in different extremes. Like you can see it in like someone who's so deeply depressed and negative that you can't, they're so deep in the forest. You can't get, get out. You can't even find them. Um, and I feel like there's a forest on the other end and Kanye's deep, deep, deep in there. Yeah. I, um, I wonder with you, because you, you do deal with a, a lot of, um, different types of clients. And as you were describing, um, like, how do you, are you able to get any of them to see that the women that they are dating are have value or is it, how are you, how do you navigate that? Well, the first step for me is to see if I'm projecting or not. Right. Because that, that has been the case a few times and, and I, I, and I'm happy that I was patient (laughs) with them because you know, it's the way they talk and the the way they behave. And, and sometimes they think I want to hear certain things when it's like the last thing I want to hear. Um, but then I get to know them. And then after I get to know them, uh, sometimes I find out like, okay, no, I was just projecting. If it's the, if it's, if it actually is real, then I tend to withdraw certain bits of information until I feel like they're ready for it until they have certain paradigm shifts. And some guys never get those paradigm shifts. So I, I end up having to hammer in the same fucking idea over and over and over again until they're like, oh yeah, okay, I'll said this. But the 
you know, there are other coaches. I've had, a, I had one client who, um, you know, found another coach that taught him exactly what he wanted. Mm. Right. And, you know, if, if you want someone to teach you how to manipulate, there are people out there. Right. right. And that's, um, that was a sad moment for me. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but, what, but what specifically did he want? Cause I'm, I'm very curious. He's not going to verbalize it. He never, he like, he wants to, I mean, he wants, it's not about what he wants being wrong. It's the way he's going about getting what he wants. That, that's, that's wrong. Right. Like you can go about getting women and getting abundance in your life, a healthy way or an unhealthy way. You can go in and, and start manipulating women, um, trying to figure out how to like trigger them in certain ways, et cetera. Or you can go with honesty and just kind of putting your plate forward vulnerably and saying, this is what I have. And, and then seeing if it works. Obviously it's not that simple, but they're just like different styles, I guess, like of, of approaching it, of approaching the approach. Um, but yeah, I, I remember for me, like I, I like studied like this stuff from all different sources. And I had a moment um, when I resented women, like where I had a lot of resentment for women. I wanted, I wanted the automatic abundance. Right. Um, and also I was hurt. Like I, like I had certain instances that were painful. So I started to resent women and the way I was behaving was very manipulative. And I, and I didn't, it wasn't like, as I was acting, I wasn't just hurting them, but I was hurting me. And I was digging myself deeper and deeper into the hole. And then like in my head, I was like, women suck. <laughs> like women suck. Like just how women say men are trash. It was the same thing, but the other way around. And then at one point I looked in the mirror, maybe not even a real mirror, just like a hypothetical mirror. And I, and I noticed that I suck because I've been doing all this shit. And I noticed like how shitty I feel about myself and like my self-hate was coming back. Um, and I realized, oh, well, wait, it's not that women suck. It's that humans can suck <laughs> and um and that we're kind of all just doing the best that we can and they're living their reality and this is the cards that they're dealt um and they're doing what they can with it and these are the cards that i'm dealt and i'm doing the best that i can with it and we're going to make mistakes and we're going to hurt people um but yeah i i i see a lot of guys going in that path and i try to warn them about that path and and try to bring them back as fast as possible and, and just kind of like give them some of the aha moments that I that I've seen. But the problem is, is like, it's all secondhand experience to them. Like me telling you something means something, but like them experiencing it means everything, right? So what are the signs that you look for when you see somebody is maybe headed towards the and I'm guessing you're talking about like red pill kind yeah. of stuff? Yeah. I mean, the thing is red pill is not that it's like completely false, right? Red pill is just a, a thin layer of the truth and they don't look deep enough to, to encapsulate all of it. Um, but for me, it's like a guy getting frustrated. Like if a guy gets frustrated that a date gets canceled and he's, and, and he's like, why she like, she's wasting my time. Like he doesn't see that the other person has their reality too and their, their life going on. So guys that take everything really personally, um, that to me is a, is a really huge indicator that they're going to go in that direction. Um, guys who can't handle rejection very well. Um, 
what I what I try to do is I try to confront my clients with all these pain points because they have to. They're like you have, you're going to have to get rejected. You're going to have to experience these moments. But it's it's about how you handle those moments after, right? You either get bitter or you get better, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of my clients they get better, but they they're like inching into bitter, and I'm like, eh, come back. Um, but yeah, I took a huge plunge into bitter. <laughs> and uh you know i have to scrub that shit out i think you have i think in order to be um a good human uh you you kind of have to dip into bitter i definitely went down a bitter path myself um for more years than i would like to admit um i felt uh very betrayed by men in general i did not like you guys for a long time <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. Um, very unhappy. Uh, I felt like the world was against me. I felt like, um, I wasn't even, a like, even if I took responsibility for, you know, what I wanted out of life, that it would make it still difficult for me to enjoy it. Um, and I was ashamed of my humanity. I was ashamed of like wanting attention from men and wanting um, anything from you guys. Like it was like, a, I felt like I was lacking uh, confidence because I wanted to be seen as attractive to you guys, but at the same time, I hated myself for it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I heard someone say once that you can if it's better to be nonviolent than it is to be peaceful in the sense that when you're nonviolent, you're choosing not to, you've been violent before you have the capability to be nonviolent. Like you have the capable ability to be violent. Like you've, you've been there, but you're actively choosing to be nonviolent versus a person who never had violence in them so that they were always going to default to peacefulness and so, um, I, mm. like they were, they were, they were never taught to fight because they're just people yeah. who are just not fighters. They may believe certain things, but they'll never aggressively go after it. And I can honestly say, like, I'm actively choosing to empathize and try to understand, um, what's in front of me, you know, like <laughs> the, the people and, and things that I'm around different perspectives. I know I've personally have taken a backseat in politics just because I want to, I actually want to understand humanity and how we behave socially yeah. versus what, um, what we should collectively do. This does not mean that I don't vote. I absolutely do <laughs> vote, but I, 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 I felt like before I used to lead with what I believed politically. And now I feel like I lead with my actual personality more. Nice. I, I try to stay away from politics just because I've seen how it affects my dad. Um, and like my dad's like obsessed with the news. I just, I just stay away from it, but it def it definitely triggers a lot of my friends. Um, and I have friends on almost every political spectrum except for Nazis. <laughs> Thank but, you uh, for that. <laughs> but um, 
but you know, like I, I have a lot of friends with different opinions and I don't agree with all of them. I, I disagree and uh, with most of them and I agree with most of them. It's like it, they all have certain truths that they cling on to. Um, but I, I like to separate, I like to judge everything separately. I don't like to just be like, yeah, I'm this, um, and just like go under the umbrella of everything that they, they stand for. I want to stand for myself and, and whatever I believe in. And, and sometimes I just don't know things because I don't watch the news and I need to be educated and I actually ask for it, but people get very irritated that I, that I'm not already on the same page as them, that I'm not on the same Island as them. And I'm like, well, guide me, <laughs> guide me. Um, but yeah, like that used to be me. I used to yeah. be that person that was super irritated. If like, you didn't understand the history of something and mm -hmm. you know, it, it, like was triggering to the general public. And then like, if you came up to me and said like you didn't know what was going on, I'd be, I wouldn't have given you the time of day. And that's what I believe really created my harshness. Like I had a mm. lot of like hard, harshness in my personality. And honestly, I'm really glad that I, I went through that. I wouldn't take it back for the world because it did give me a strong gut. It gave me a really, really, like, I feel like I built my gut through yeah. like taking a step away from, you know, <laughs> like trying to be this fun, bubbly person, but I'm glad I found the fun because the fun bubbly person now has substance. And so, okay. So just, I just want to say something. So you, when you were, when you're standing, like when you're into politics, let's just say, um, you were a bit more aggressive maybe and, and opinionated and you would kind of put your opinions out there, but now you're leaning more to your personality and you find that you're more bubbly. Mm -hmm. So the, the funny thing is, is like, I am, I am very much in my personality, but I'm still not fucking, I mean, I could be bubbly, but I'm very opinionated still. Like I'm I, like just how I'm opinionated about, like some people are opinionated about politics. I'm opinionated about my opinions. I'm like, every, everything that I stand for, I'm going to be very direct about and I'm going to be in your face about it. So it's almost like I still have that energy, but in- Oh, I definitely am still opinionated. It's just that yeah. I've chosen to be selectively opinionated. You know, if somebody wants to brush up against me about like something I've studied or something that I'm very passionate about, you're, mm -hmm. you'll get a fight. Like, you know, like <laughs> you'll, we'll, we'll go toe to toe on that. Yeah. However, um, when it comes to like general life, there, I don't know what event it was, but there was some event that happened within the last couple of years that stuck out to me. And I was like, but why do I have to have an opinion on this? I felt like people were forcing me to have an opinion on something that I didn't want to have one on. Mm -hmm. And that made me sit back and go, wait a minute, they're using my energy for something that I'm not, that I didn't approve of. Mm. And I'm not okay with that. I want to be in charge of my energy and how it gets used. And so I, when I took that step back, it was to say, well, one, I, I want to be able to talk to everybody. You know, I, yeah. I, I want to, I, I want to be able to talk to everybody and I want to be able to relate to them. And also I want to be able to go into boot camps or whatever it is and and to be able to to relate to somebody who didn't necessarily take my humanity into account. Yeah. But they get to see but they get to see me 
because I bring a lot of vulnerability mm-hmm. to the room. And the only way you can do that is by dropping judgment of everyone else and yourself. Yeah. So those, okay. So those guys that are all about like nines and tens and et cetera, the reason I get irritated with them is because I, I can sense that they don't see the humanity in, in the women they're, they're interacting with. The interesting thing is there's a part of me, like there's a part of me that almost feels unmanly for not doing the same thing. It's crazy. I know it's, it's insane, but there's like this tiny part of me that's like, am I, do I have it wrong? Like there, there's like, there's this, this thing of like going backwards almost like, oh, I need to be more masculine and less, less like feminine or this, this or that. Um, but it's, it's weird. I find that I have like a twin spirit where it's like feminine and masculine. So it creates a lot of confusion in in like, um, in how I understand men and women sometimes. And Mm -hmm. like, yeah. So I, I almost feel like the feminine in me is like, like is the one that's getting very fucking irritated when I, when I hear that stuff. Um, I can see that. Yeah. And then the the masculine in me is like in doubt. Um, but it's not like intense to the point where I, like, I can't see myself and be like, chill, Cal. but it's, it is there. And I acknowledge that it's there. Um, I, I actually, um, I feel like I'm going through the same type of, of fight. Um, but just obviously in a different way, mm-hmm. um, naturally, um, I have a lot of feminine energy. Like I was born with it. It was, it's just here. Yay mm-hmm. me. But, um, I am very grounded. Like I'm just a naturally very grounded person and I do find, um, how do I say this? Because I lead with my feminine energy in public now. Um, it's hard because there's that part of me that wants to be a challenge, like a, just a straight up, just, I don't want to give you the time of the day, ice cold challenge, but I have to like, remember that I have no interest in being like a trophy wife. Mm-hmm. I have very a huge interest in like building a family, building love, building like real connection. And that is a different set of skills. And so I get annoyed with myself when like, I'm very open and like, I'll listen to everyone. And even though I may flirt with the guy, I'm deaf, you know, I'm probably not interested. I'm just talking to them, trying to like absorb the information and then make that decision that way versus just being cold and moving on. And so I get like frustrated with myself because I'm like, I could just be more tough. Like, you know, I have some really tough friends that are just like, you know, very challenging and they seem to get their way in that way. Um, but I, I, I also know that that's not me authentically. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's qualifying, right? Like you're, you're putting yourself in a position to qualify. And I think both have pros and cons, like the bubbliness, you know, you get to actually get a lot of information from the person. Exactly. Right. But at the same time, you might be, um, to them, to them, you seem easy to manipulate, right? And 
I'm not sure. Like there, there might be instances where you could be easily manipulated as well. Um, oh, of course. While the while the challenging part, um, you're kind of just putting a wall where connection is really difficult. And you know, some people like they they shed that wall over time. Um, but even then, like it just I, I don't know. I I have a hard time with women like that. I I find that I'm way too direct, and I'm, I don't I don't really care to like melt your wall (laughs) (laughs) um I uh I I think the the bubbly confident girls or the just the bubbly girls kind of get the reputation like you said where it seems like we're easy to manipulate but honestly we're gathering information I wouldn't say all I don't want to speak for all of us but we're gathering information so that we know how to skew um mm-hmm. because yeah I'm probably not going to be super direct with you right away but once you hit a wall with me like you hit a really hard wall and it's yeah. it it becomes very cutthroat um it just mm-hmm. I'm going to like, I'm, I'm one of those people. I want to gather the evidence that I need to make sure that I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I did that. I did that with one of my friends. Okay. So I was invited to this party and this guy started talking to me about his, all his businesses and stuff. And I just like sniffed douchebag <laughs> immediately. I was like, I don't fucking care. I'm at a party, man. I don't want to talk about this, but I was in this weird mood where I was like, you know what? Let me let me guarantee that this guy's a douchebag, right? So I just like started like like rubbing his ego. I was like, yeah, oh wow, like dude, tell me more. And and then my good friend, who's also friends with him, comes to the party, and he's just like weirded the fuck out by me. He's like, why are you being so nice? Like I've never seen you this nice. And then he started to think that I didn't like him. He he talks to me about it like the next day. And he's like, why are you being so weird with the, I was like, oh, bro, I was just trying to dig up dirt. <laughs> I was just trying to dig up dirt. And he's like, really? And I'm like, he's like, well, why, but why were you being nice? I was like, well, when I'm nice to him, he's, he's giving me all this information and exactly. I can guarantee that he's a douche. And he's like, wow, I should do that. <laughs> it was just, it was I mean, it's definitely a tactic. Um, yeah. And it, it's it's definitely a useful tactic um, that I will often use um, to, like I said, mostly qualify. <laughs> I'm just like sitting, I'm like, okay, yeah. Oh, and tell me more. Oh, that's so interesting. But really, I'm just like, okay, nope, not for me. <laughs> okay. So I want to, I want to talk about something. So I have social anxiety, whether you like to acknowledge it or not, but I come off very fucking confident and I, I do, I know that. Um, and the thing is, I'm so good at dealing with my social anxiety, like that I deal with it immediately. Like I deal, like, I know if I don't start talking immediately, if I don't just say what I'm thinking, I'm going to start dipping back into my head and all the angst. Now my friend, (laughs) she, you know, she takes me to parties and stuff like that. And, um, she's told, she gave me a piece of advice and she told me that, I should be less like I should present with less confidence or like or like act like I'm anxious, like sad Vancouver boy, because the girls in Vancouver are incredibly intimidated by my confidence, which is I find fucking stupid. I mean, I like to me, to me, like I've worked my fucking ass off to be who I am. And and part of me is like, well, if they don't like 
me for who the fuck I am, then I don't want them in my life. It's an easy disqualifier, but she was very adamant about me taking this piece of advice. So I'm curious what your thoughts are, please. Tell me. Okay. So I definitely have a very strong opinion on this. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> so I'm not going to mention any names, but I, I had an interaction with somebody who definitely has your level of confidence. But when I like met him in person, he dropped his guard immediately. And it was so hot <laughs> because I know how confident he is. And so um, it was like, oh no, I want to show you that like I have vulnerability too. And it was really nice. Now, I get what she's saying. Like, I don't think she's saying take your confidence down completely. I think she's saying, can you insert more vulnerability? No, so that no, 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 no. Because no. Patricia, you have not been updated. You know me from like four months ago. I am fucking way more vulnerable than I was when you met me. I'm okay. serious. Okay. okay, okay. So it isn't that. But okay. at the same time, I haven't partied with her in a while. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I mean, the parties that she was maybe referring to were like from before LA. So that makes sense. So she's kind of like putting all those things together. But it's it's not it's less about that. It's more about my directness. Like if I like you, I'm very direct about it. It's not about like me not, um, you know, coming down to to like the heart and stuff. It's, okay. it's literally more about me. Like, like, for example, and, and I know this. And the thing is, I know this very fucking well. I even tell my clients this. I'm like, if you want to go on a date with a girl, just be like, hey, do you want to hang out? You don't have to say, let's go on a date because it builds this whole pressure. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to get married to this guy. <laughs> but so usually I'm like, let's hang out. But nowadays I'm just like, let's hang out. And, and sometimes the girls want to clarify what I mean by that. And I'm like, oh no, I mean like you, you and me, you know, kind of like a date, like whatever, or like, or like a date. I might just say it directly. And that's like very intense for them. Right. But I'm uh, I know what I want. I just I don't give a fuck. I, and and the, the thing is, though, I'm direct with my language. But when I say I want to date, I mean, like, I literally mean, let's hang out. So I should just say that because I'm not going to fucking commit to you. And then it builds this picture that I'm like, I'm in love with you. Please, please, baby, be with me. But it's not it's not that. Um so, yeah, I guess I need to be more in tune with what I'm trying to communicate so that it's not confusing people because I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I think you need to be more in tune with her, whoever she is, like, w like whatever woman is in front of you, because I think that can make a difference. Sometimes uh, a woman wants straight up directness, um, like, oh, yeah, I, I want to go on a date with you. And mm -hmm. and then sometimes um especially with those Aquarius women out there. They want to build on friendship. They want a friendship to turn into lovers type of thing. But, but the thing is like, this goes back to me feeling like I'm manipulating if I do that because I'm trying to read, like, listen, listen. But like we're always, to, like, we're always manipulating. Like whether no, we want to admit or let, not. Let like, me finish my, let me finish my point. Okay, so like when I see, when, I, when I'm interacting with someone, I want to be 
fully me so that they're attracted to me and not this dancing monkey. And I feel like if I'm keep switching up and trying to be like, okay, what kind of person is she? And I'm like, okay, I need to act this way for her. Now I'm a dancing monkey. I'm I'm not I, saying that you change your personality. I'm saying you change the tool that you use. Well, what do you think the tool that I'm describing is? Because I, when I'm talking about this, I feel like I'm literally just talking about me being direct. And that's part of my personality. Like that's literally like I'm I call shit out. I don't know how not to. It's it's literally like it comes out of my mouth before I even think. It just it's weird. Mm, I've seen you not call things out before. And I think you're you're strategic about it. And I think this is no different. Like this type of situation is um no different than that. And I, I'm not saying that this is something that you should use all the time. I'm saying that like if reading the room is yeah. also part of this, you know, yeah. and you're really good at reading the room. So I think like for, for me, I know like I'm super bubbly, but when I'm in certain moments at work, I can't be that bubbly person. I have to be like, even though bubbliness is part of my personality, I have to be all of a sudden hardcore and direct to get what, you know, yeah. to get the results that I've, I've promised. So I, I think that it's a tool like your directness is just a big tool that you use a lot, but it's not yeah. the tool that you need to use all the time. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, I, it's, I see what she was saying though. Yeah. I mean, she said it completely differently though. I, I would actually be interested in you two having a conversation so that you guys can see if you guys meant the same thing. Um, <laughs> bring she, her on i'd love to meet her because the way she talks about it is completely different than you um like she talks it in a very practical level while you're talking about it in a very deep level and i mean i get what you're saying but yeah like <laughs> i think the words i don't she i don't want you to change your confidence level like if she's actually talking about your your actual confidence level going down so that you can be more approachable to the women in Vancouver. That's kind of I what she said. Yeah. I would disagree with that completely. I would never encourage that. Like, yeah. I mean, it's the confidence. It's also my, it's also my directness. Um, yeah. I'm very attracted to your confidence, by the way. I think mm. it, it's one of the things that stood out about you when I first met you. It was like, I've, I've never really met anyone, especially at your age, that that's that confident. Um, now I know other people that have your, your level of confidence, but like you have kind of like 360 confidence um, thing because you, you own the things that you're not confident about as well. Yeah. Thank God for honesty. I don't know why I was so I've been so honest my whole life. It's I mean, like, I definitely think there are layers to honesty and I've been gathering more layers of it. Oh, I know why. Because <laughs> it's Do simpler. You? Oh, yeah, it's it is free. easier. You're yeah. you're a very simple person. I mean, <laughs> I don't mean Whoa. like I don't mean like <laughs> stupid or anything. What I mean oh. is like, <laughs> like you you want to keep life. Like you want to do fun things. <laughs> I'm gonna clean I've this up real quick. Her feelings. <laughs> let her me clean feelings. it up, Cal. Cal, let me clean it up. Okay. So the day after my birthday is not my birthday, mom. <laughs> so you like 
things that are, you know, like you want to do fun things and you want to meet fun people. And I think it's just simpler for you to be honest, to get to those things quicker. Like if the, the, if you got to muddle through the lies and stuff that you've told and try to keep putting on a phony face, that's a lot more work. And you don't want to do that work. Like you're like, no, I, I, I'd rather spend my time going out, meeting people, going to parties, doing cool shit that I've always wanted to do in my life. It's just easier mm. to tell the truth all the time. It is. I legit don't. I I actually like I get so uncomfortable if there's a lie. Like I I get I get so irritated. I can't. I go crazy. I told you about the time with um where I skipped class. <laughs> I skipped class to go smoke weed. And then we had a test and then like the next class I show up and the teacher's like, Hey Cal, um, where were you last class? You know, we had a test. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I skipped. Uh, Cause I, I wasn't ready for the test. And she just like, looks at me and she's like, Cal, I love you. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, she's like, well, do you want to do the test at lunch? I'm like, Oh no, I, I'm still not ready. And she's like, well, when do you want to do it? I'm like, can I do it in like two weeks? And like on, on Tuesday, she's like, yeah, sure. It was, it was amazing. So I I've been rewarded for my honesty, like at a young age, like pretty consistently. I mean, obviously I'm honest sometimes. And then the, the person is not going to accept where I'm at. And that does hurt. And that's happened often too, but I've been rewarded equally. Like I've been rewarded just as much. And it has made my life easier. I don't have to think. And maybe that's why my memory sucks. Because, yeah, you don't have to memorize have to anything. anything. <laughs> so I'm not used to memorizing. By the way, I'm using this app right now called Evolve, or I think it's called Evolve. Um, but it's like, no, it's called Elevate. <laughs> Evolve. But it's called Elevate. And they do like a bunch of brain games. And uh, it's just fun. It's like word games and like math games. And apparently I'm good at math. So, um, are we being sponsored by Elevate? Oh, we're not. Fuck. I mean, <laughs> I mean, shit. I'm, I'm kidding. Give me I'm a, kidding. Give me a no, free. I... Give me a free subscription. <laughs> exactly. Nah. I no. I want to share the goods. It was. It was. It's a good app. It's a good. App. I agree. I I want to share yeah. stuff too. Um, we didn't even talk about the documentary at all, and it's been an hour. Oh, stunts. Let's yeah, do it. We, Let's do it next week. I'm going to rewatch it just to get a refresher. I'll try to find some time to rewatch it. Um, but yeah, you guys should watch it too before we talk about it next week. Uh, yeah. Stutz on Netflix. It's amazing. Um, it I'm is not amazing. I don't want to tell you guys too much about it. Um, documentary. If you like, I feel like I should turn my notes into a PDF and offer them to people for like, oh, dude. Yes. Okay. Yes. You should honestly. I'm gonna you clean took them the up. Best fucking notes. Like, they, like it looked so good. I I looked at that. And I was like, is that from the movie? Did they make? <laughs> did they publish that? Legit. No, I I I was a nerd, so I watched it. Um, I think the day after you recommended it or something, and I was like, wow, mm. this is really good. I want to go back and watch it and like absorb it. And mm. so, um, the second time when I watched it, I was like, okay, I I want to like this is gonna be useful to people. I yeah. love active therapy. I think that's the actual tool, not just sitting there and talking about your problems, but I love that he wants to get you to feel better, like right away, like instantly. Yeah. 
And um, so the the third time I watched it, <laughs> wow. I actually I know I know I was really inspired. So thank you for recommending it. You 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 picked you did good. You did good. <laughs> that was good taste. <laughs> yeah, you do. You, That's you why know. I'm so I mean, direct. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I would say like when somebody when you give somebody a compliment, I think they believe it because you're so direct. So. And I, I believe that, like, honestly, if more men could be more direct and they would get a lot further, like with women, because we like compliments that feel authentic. It's funny because sometimes I like I give compliments all the time and they are direct, but they're not like they, most of the time when I give a compliment, there's no intention yet. Mm-hmm. Like there's no intention yet. I don't really know what I feel with you. And I might just give a compliment and walk away. That's like very Cal of me. It's like, I'll give you a comment and walk away. It's not, it's not even to like get over my anxiety. Cause that's something I teach guys is like give a comment, walk away. But it just, cause like, I'm like, I just wanted to make your day and fuck off. I didn't really give a shit about anything else. Like I'm down to connect if you want to connect, but I have a buttload of people that are trying to get my attention and I, I have a hard time even connecting with them. So I just, I just like making people's day. Like I, I remember like, I don't remember where I heard it, but I know it's something I've been saying for at least like, since I was like 19. It's like, I want to be like the sun. I want to just be like the sun where I'm just like giving good energy and I'm not expecting anything in return. Right. That's what I want to be like. Yeah. But I, I, I hear that and I love you for that, (laughs) but you're not the sun. You are a human who needs love and affection and you also need compliments and like all that stuff. Cause I used to, to be the same way. And I think I, I overdid it and you actually called me out for it too. You're like, who, who's giving you empathy? Who's, you know, (laughs) who's, uh, who's taking care of you. And I was like, oh man, is this why I'm internally exhausted all the time? So don't do that. Don't, don't just like you can also receive as well. Receiving I mean, I is do. also good. I do receive. I mean, it's funny. The girl that was telling me about the directness piece, she over compliments me like way too much, like to the point where it doesn't feel authentic. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that's annoying about it. And I hope you're listening. Um, <laughs> but like, she's like an amazing person and some of her compliments are valid, but it's like, it's just like, it's just so much. And to me, I would honestly rather her not give me those compliments in person and her, if, if those things were real and true, say them when I'm not in the room. Mm. Don't say it when I'm in the room. I don't really give a shit. Like I, like you're hanging out with me. Like you're, we're best, like we're best friends. I like, I love you. And like, we're going to hang out. I know you like me and I like you. Like we're going to be buds for life, but say it when I'm not in the room, you can say it occasionally, oh, but it's like it's... one after the other after like literally like, listen, Two minutes of compliments, two minutes, uh, two minutes of compliment in front of a bunch of people. It's like it's almost like secondhand embarrassment when like your parents are like, oh, guess what he got in his report card or, or like, oh, he met a cute girl today. And he's, he's my dad's telling my whole fucking family like, Jesus Christ, dad, stop saying that. I'm not going to get married. Oh, so, you know, I love you. I'm also going to call you out for this one. <laughs> the fuck <laughs> uh, this this sounds more like a you issue 
her, she obviously loves it's actually words both of, of our af- issue. Okay, it's both of your issue, but words of affirmation are a way that she likes to express. That's the way she shows love. I want to ask, how often do you compliment her? I compliment her all the time too, but like I do it in spurts. Like I, I like when she does something, I'm like, like, like she taught a pole class yesterday and she did a fucking great job. And I compliment her on that. And she, when, whenever she does something cool, I'll compliment her on it. But when it's like, like a compliment that's out of nowhere and it's clearly like inserted, it's like, okay, like I, that, that doesn't vibe well. And I can feel when it's real or not. And because it's so, it's so like dramatic, it doesn't feel real at all. It's, it's, there are certain people, like, it's not like I can't take a compliment. Like I've had people that give me a compliment, I'm like, ah. but like, this is not, this doesn't feel like that. And, and even like, she tells me to be less direct. I tell her to be more direct. And it's like, we, we have like opposite problems in a sense, but um, I wouldn't even say that her love language is words of affirmation. She does a lot. She's a, she's a very nurturing person. That's her thing. It's like, she's, she's very much uh, a giver. Um, and she doesn't know how to say no, like stuff like that. Um, I, I think because you're so disciplined with your um, empathy and how you show love that sometimes uh, I think you forget how other people are not as disciplined. I know I'm one of those people. I like when I see something I like, I will say it. This goes for the boot camp too. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. anytime a guy does something that's just like awesome, I'm just like, ooh, that was hot. You know? And um, so I I'm not sure if we need to give or you need to give, like, <laughs> or we just need to understand each other by and by. Cause I I personally do admire your amount of discipline with how you um give and re- actually it's most men i'm actually kind of jealous of most men um and I, I i mean most um most men who are whole um and how they give and receive love because it seems like like they can just move on with life like i'll still be stuck in the moment sometimes and they're like, oh, thank you. You know, they'll receive the compliment. And they'll they'll move on. And I'm like, how do you do that? So I'm like, if somebody gives me a good compliment, I'm like wallowing for I, two whole I, minutes. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, there are certain things that I might think about for a while. And there are certain things that I don't. It just depends if the compliment is something that I that I actually want as a representation of myself it's like when you go up to a girl and you're like oh you're absolutely gorgeous and she gets that every fucking day 20 times a day that doesn't mean anything to her she wants to be looked at for different things a lot of these compliments are very cheap and they look at things that i don't i don't really care about it's not it's not the thing that i want to be highlighted well cal you are a very hard worker and you're super knowledgeable. Thank I you. really enjoy doing this podcast with you. Um, oh God. I always I look forward to it. Um, it. You keep me motivated and excited. So thank you for being awesome. Was that hard? <laughs> no, that was actually very nice. I actually really <laughs> like that. Those were nice compliments. I appreciate that. I'm going to let that sit. <laughs> 
I'm glad I affected you, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I understand what you mean. So you're probably getting compliments that are. It's similar. about my looks. It's always about my looks. It's legitimately about my looks. I don't like compliments on my looks, on my, uh, on my dick, on my sex, on any of that stuff. It's just like all of that annoys me. It's all like cringe as fuck. I'm going to challenge you on that too, because there were a couple times this summer where you got dressed and I was like, Oh, you look hot. And you were, you like received it, but you knew how to deliver it. Cause it was real. <laughs> like, but there are moments where, okay. I don't want to just, I don't want to say what the compliments were. Okay. You don't have to, yeah, you don't have to, but they, they were just like, like I've heard it before. Uh, multiple times and it's all in the same kind of shallow level and it's it's being said in public in front of a bunch of people and me there it's like hey look i want you to see that i'm saying good things about you to other people i'm like i don't want to say i want you to just do it and then i'll find out i will find out you i will (laughs) but like i prefer people complimenting me behind my back that's what i want that's like that's the biggest compliment oh i do (laughs) oh i know you I know you do. <laughs> I'm like, how so awesome. I like working with them. So I think that we can end this week here. I think we did a good job. I, I like this one, this episode. Yeah, I this was worried. I was worried. Yeah. We came in <laughs> but, tired, guys. We came in very tired and exhausted. Yeah. It's been a long week. Yeah. We- physically we're going through everything. i cannot wait to this new year because i need i need the new year to help me <laughs> yeah i can't wait till Actually, february what's in february just i my biggest uh the years the months that i hate are like december and january mostly and then like the end of november gets to starts the depression and then the beginning of february is when the depression starts to dissipate oh wow you have yeah. uh, seasonal depression oh yeah but it's also like surrounded around my birthday and Christmas and culture and a bunch of different stuff. Um, but yeah, I hate the holidays. Like there's like, I'm the Grinch 2.0. Yeah. You know, um, I, I haven't really been a holiday person, but I think I'm going to start celebrating again. Uh, Cause I need mm-hmm. something to look forward to. So I'm not sure what, how I'm going to do this, but like I might put up a Christmas tree or something. I, I definitely want something to bring me a little bit of uh, faux joy. <laughs> one one thing that someone I know is doing, which was very inspiring to me, because his birthday is also um, in these depressing months, uh, and he also doesn't like his birthday. But what he's been doing for the last four years is like he'll he'll have like an event like at his house where everyone comes and uh, they'll get like uh like plastic uh, Tupperware and stuff like that stuff that you can throw away um not stuff that you'd keep but they would make sandwiches and food and they would just like give it to the homeless like he would just go out and that was how he celebrated his birthday and it like to me that seems appealing because I don't want anything from anyone and like to me um I just like my birthday to me is like I'm looking forward to disappointment so I I've been on a plane four years on my birthday, like four different, four different birthdays. I made sure I was on a plane because I just wanted to skip it. Right. But wow. when he said that to me, I was like, what the fuck? I could be using this 
this dis like this dislike towards my birthday to do something positive and maybe I'll actually start enjoying my birthday. Um, my so dad I, actually did that this year, by the way, for oh. his birthday. And I was, I was also inspired. I was like, wow, I feel yeah. like that would be much because I, I don't love my birthday either. I yeah. almost never do anything. Yeah. Um, or I'll do something super intimate with like one or two people. Um, yeah. so I think that I, I think he's onto something. Your friend yeah. is a very, sounds like a solid person. Whoever oh, this a, is, he's fantastic. I would love to meet you. <laughs> I've been actually trying to get you to meet him. Uh, cause he's in, uh, an industry that's uh, important to us, but yeah. Well, I'll be out there very soon, I believe. Oh yeah. Cool. I just have to get the, you know, get it all planned, but yeah, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming to see you, Cal. You're coming to Vancouver. I am coming to Vancouver. Watch I, out, Emma. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait to like hear your opinion on Vancouver because I want you to just be like, it's just you, Cal. I want to hear that. I want to, I'm, I'm desperate to hear that. Cause like, um, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say anything else. That's it. Thank you guys um, for listening. You guys are amazing. And yes. stay tuned. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Mm-hmm.